And he says, you, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit of God. Now, let me tell you this today. That if, if hating comes so naturally for you, then somebody else controls you. It is not the Spirit of God. If bitterness comes so easily, if slander comes so easily for you, if adultery comes so easily for you, if theft comes so easily for you, you're not controlled by him. You're controlled by somebody else. Power has changed hands. And this is the interesting part. Don't expect to be controlled by somebody else than operating the anointing of somebody else. It is the reason why the word of God says that watch out. Watch out for the false prophets. And he says, by their fruit, you shall know them. It says, by their fruit, you shall know them. Doesn't matter if you can prophesy and mountains develop holes and they begin to dance for you. If there is no evidence of the fruit of the Spirit of God in Galatians 5, 22, you have to know today that according to heaven, you are a false prophet, even if you are called of God. If there is no evidence of kindness, gentleness, patience, peace, love, the fruit of the Spirit is the evidence of who controls you. Now you cannot be busy hating your husband when you come for fellowship and you talk about the anointing of God. That's a lie. You cannot hate your workmates. You cannot talk ill about your neighbor. Then you proudly mention the name of Jesus. You should know today he is very far from you. And he says, the first place. Put back Romans. But he says, you however are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the spirit. If the spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. Think about it. He says, but the spirit, but if the spirit of God lives in you, continue to the next verses, please. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin. Yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. Continue. And if the spirit, now this is the part I love the most. I love this part. It says, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. This is evidence that there is somebody who lives on the inside of you. You need to know today that if your body is bedridden and your body is diseased, somebody else lives on the inside of you. It is not Christ. You have to know that if your life is manifesting everything else apart from life, if it is death around you, then somebody else lives on the inside. 
It just means that you have quenched the spirit of God in you. But here is the beautiful thing. Is that you can reignite the fire on the inside of you. You can reignite the fire. If insults come out of your mouth, it is not you who said them. It is somebody else who said them. If curses come from your mouth so easily, it is not you, but there is somebody controlling you that's making you say them. Now here is the interesting part. You cannot quench the spirit of God within you and expect to pray meaningful prayers. You cannot quench the spirit of God within you and expect that you're going to study the word and it makes sense to you. You cannot quench the spirit of God and expect to love. You cannot love. You cannot quench the spirit of God within you and expect to still minister under the anointing of the spirit of the living God. It is impossible. You cannot quench the spirit of God within you and expect that you are going to be successful in everything you do in the flesh. It is impossible. You can never. And here is the interesting thing about people who have quenched the spirit of God. They will question everything in the spirit. They will question everything. They will question the word. They will question the man of God. They will question everything they hear somebody say. And worse, they cannot discern between truth and evil. Have you ever noticed that every time before you make a decision, there are always two voices on the inside of you? And one is for, and one is against. Have you ever imagined, have you ever asked yourself a question? Why every time you want to get up to pray, somebody on the inside is saying, must you pray now? You can pray later. The Spirit of God always is the first to suggest an idea to you. But depending on where you stand, you are either inclined to accept or to reject. Now, if you are standing on the word of God, if your foundation is in Christ, you are going to yield to the Spirit of God. But when your foundation is not Christ, it is very easy. It's so easy for you to say, okay, we'll pray another time. But a child of God knows that if the Spirit of God is prompting me to pray, that means God the Father wants me in His presence. A child of God knows that if a Spirit of God is prompting me to fast, that means heaven has something for me and I must act on it. A child of God knows that if my, the Spirit of God is prompting me to give. That means it's time for me to receive. The miracle is ripe. Right. 
But for a person who has quenched the Spirit of God within, everything must make sense to them before they take one step. So what makes us different as children of God, God is not a respecter of persons. Not even for one day. But what makes the difference between us is whether we recognize the indwelling presence of the Spirit of God. Every day I tell the Lord, may you have your way in me. Because when the Spirit of God has his way in me, he will tell me what I need to know for the day. When the Spirit of God has his way in me, there is just no room for me to worry. Absolutely. When the Spirit of God has his way in me, there is no way I can ever accept to walk in sin. When the Spirit of God has his way, in me, there is just no way I can ask for a thing and it is denied to me by heaven. And I know that when I go to pray, heaven will answer me. Why? Because he has promised me that if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you can ask for anything and you shall have it. I can tell when I don't have the attention of God. I can tell it. Now we have the assumption that we have the attention of heaven every minute. That is not true. A child of God who is sensitive to the indwelling presence of the Spirit of God, they will follow him everywhere he says they go. When he says jump, they will jump. When he says get up and go, they will get up and go. When he says stop, they will stop. Now we have to know that person on the inside. When you know that person on the inside, that is the person that Satan is afraid of because that person is a consuming fire. And he knows it. When that person is on the inside you, you're not going to even have room for cheap talk. As a matter of fact, when now he is rekindled, when he's awakened, you will begin to see things through the eyes of God. Now you will begin to see everything is possible. You will begin to comprehend things. Now every time you pick the Bible to read, you get thousands and thousands of revelations. All of a sudden your heart is on fire. You want to pray. You want to fast. You want to give. All of a sudden your heart goes out to somebody. When you see somebody on the street and they are begging, you feel sorry for them. When you hear that somebody is sick, your heart breaks for them. And your heart cries on the inside. It is not you that's crying. It is he that is on the inside of you that is compassionate. When he that is on the inside is awake. Oh, you have no idea. 
It is he that begins to point out to you that everything is possible if you will only believe. That is when you find yourself discussing plans. If you've been having plans of 500,000 shillings, all of a sudden, instantly your plans now begin to talk about 500 million shillings. Not because it is you that is speaking, but there is somebody on the inside of you. And great is he that lives on the inside of you. Now all of a sudden, the giant in you is awake. Now all of a sudden, now sickness, now you begin to trace, where did the malaria that used to attack me every day, where did it go? You don't even know when healing took place. You don't even know when breakthroughs began to happen. Why? Because he is awake. And because he's awake, now he's promoting the agenda of Jesus. And that agenda of Jesus works for you. That is when he says, all things work together for the good of those that love the law. It is at that point, it's at that point that now things begin to make sense. When the giant is awakened on the inside, when the spirit of God on the inside is awake, all of a sudden, time doesn't matter. Nothing seems to matter to you. All you want is Jesus. As a matter of fact, all you keep saying is Jesus. All you keep saying is hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All of a sudden, now you have a, a deep desire to listen to worship music. Now, all of a sudden, there is a new song on your tongue. And every minute you want to sing, you just want to praise. And every time now, you just want to be able to go to a place where there is a fellowship. Just so that you can hear his name glorify. When he's awakened on the inside, now you know that everything is absolutely possible. You know it. Why? Because you know that though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear. Now all of a sudden, worry and fear begin to run away. Deliverance does not happen until you realize that great is he that lives on the inside of you. That is when it begins. Now you begin to look for some of those problems. You begin to imagine, I used to worry too much. Now all of a sudden, I don't worry. And you're wondering, how come I don't worry anymore? And it ordinarily, you used to worry about everything. You would worry about rent. You would worry about food. You worry about school fees. You worry about your business. But now somebody on the inside of you is telling you that God is never early. But most importantly, he's never late either. And you know it, that even if he comes after 10 years, it's going to be a good blessing for me. But we have got to let him have his way. Because in heaven, the time of earth does not control heaven. But God has got his own timing. Oh, he has got his own timing. And he will make things beautiful for you in his own time. Now, if there are things you're worried about right now, you need to know that you are the one that's greater, not the other one. If you are frustrated right now about certain things, it is because it is you who is pulling the strings, not the living God. And remember, remember, kindly please put back for us John chapter 6, verse 63. Let it ring deep on the inside of you so that you know that there is nothing on earth that you do in the flesh that counts in heaven. There is nothing that you will ever do on earth in the flesh that will make sense to God. There is nothing that you can ever do that will please him. Nothing. Only and only one thing is acceptable. 
that which is done through the Spirit of God. Now, when you ignore the one who is supposed to bring the healing, when you ignore the one who was sent so that you can have life, when you ignore the one who is supposed to teach you, when you ignore the one who is supposed to counsel you, when you ignore the one who is supposed to help you see things the way God sees things, when you ignore the one who is supposed to show you which way you should go, it means you are walking blind. And it means you're walking alone, not with the Spirit of God. And youth may not have time, but heaven has time. And heaven waits for you to get to a point where you realize that only and only the Spirit gives life. And the flesh counts for nothing. Your praying is in vain, except if it's in the Spirit. Your businesses are in vain, except if they are done according to the Spirit of God. Your career is useless, except if it is done in the Spirit of God. That's the reason why you get tired and you get weary. But if it is in the Spirit, the longer you hold on, the fresher you get. The more you pray, the more the fire is rekindled for you to pray. The more you draw close to God, the more God draws close to you. Then you find yourself, you have got peace that no one can explain. Just how did he get the peace? You find yourself at peace even when there is a storm around you. And you know that let the storm be there. Why? Because you know in your spirit that miracles ride on powerful tides of storms. And you know how to read the signs of heaven. It is only the Spirit of God, the indwelling presence of the Spirit of God that can help you understand the timing of God. And why is that? 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, up to down. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9. This is the part I love the most. It says it is written, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. Continue. But God has revealed it to us by his spirit. Continue down. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except a man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Now we have not received the spirit of the world. Remember that there is the spirit of the world. But the Spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. Now, this is what we speak, not in the words taught us 
by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit. Now listen carefully. Expressing spiritual truth in spiritual words. Just hold it there. When you understand the Spirit of God within you, everything you do on earth will not make sense to anybody. It will only make sense to a person that is equally Spirit-filled. They will not understand you at all. As a matter of fact, everybody will think, something is wrong with this guy. Why would you fast for 70 days? It won't make sense to them. You come for fellowship, it doesn't make sense to some people that why would you be coming every week on a Tuesday? It only makes sense to a person because it's spiritual. Continue down. Ah, I love this part. It says the man without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God for they are foolishness to him and he cannot understand them. Why is that? Because they are spiritually discerned. So you cannot explain yourself in the spirit and expect somebody in the flesh to understand you. He won't understand why you pray in tongues for example. But only a child of God will respect that that is the Spirit of God praying in you through deep groans that you don't understand with your mind. Why? Because while your spirit is praying, your mind is useless. So you, you cannot begin explaining yourself in the natural to a person who does not understand the things of the Spirit. You have to learn to cooperate with the Spirit of God within you. Because when you do, He is the one who will tell you that no weapon ever formed against you shall prosper. Not because of your flesh, but because He is right there watching. The kingdom of darkness knows who you are in the spirit not in the flesh they know exactly what harm you can inflict on them it's sad that you don't know that so if you are going to walk in the nighting of the living God first you need to know that your body is a temple of the living God you cannot dishonor it at any stage. And this, let me tell you another interesting part. A child of God that is filled, a child of God that is cautious of the indwelling presence of the Spirit of God does not speak anyhow. Why? Because they know that when they speak a word, it shall be established, whether it is good Oh, it is evil. Now that person can never, ever mention profanity with their mouth. That person can never curse. That person can never say, I wish I did not do this. 
Why? Because they know that everything that comes out of their mouth is a seed. My last appeal to you tonight do not quench the Spirit of God. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 19. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 19. And it says, do not put out the Spirit's fire. When you put out that fire, nothing that you will ever do in the flesh will ever make sense to you. For some reason, you will be anxious every time. You will be worried. Even the smallest thing will put you down. But if you keep the fire of the Spirit of God within you, if you honor that vessel and light up that fire constantly with the Word of God, there will never be a weapon formed against you that shall prosper. God bless you. want to talk to you in two minutes about giving. Luke chapter 6 verse 38 says something very important. It says give shall be given to you. It says a good measure. Pressed down. Shaken together. Running over. Will be powered into your lap. And here is the interesting part. For with the measure you use it will be measured I want to implore you that in your giving to God, let it be a seed that you want to come back to you. Doesn't matter where you are or what church you belong to or what sect you belong to. But let your giving be a seed. Don't give it and say, I'm giving to them. God doesn't need it, but you do. So when you give, you're giving because it has to come back to you. Remember, one thing unlocks the kingdom of heaven. It's there. 
So whether it is your tithe, doesn't matter what it is. You have to know that it's going to come back to you somehow. Why? Because I'm here to see a man who sold beans and he expected to have his mate. The Bible is very clear that God cannot be mocked. A man shall reap what they sow. And when you give to God, don't give up. Every time you sow a seed, you have to be expectant that somehow that seed is going to come back to you. I have learned to live my life that way. I live my life on seeds, giving to God. And I have seen God do amazing things. I don't go to bed worried what will my children eat. But God meets my need. Because I know him. And I know that there is no way he's going to let me go hungry with my children. That's the secret. Learn it. Let it be a part of you. And you will never regret. I'm here to see a farmer who sows his seed. Then he says, I don't even know if I'm going to harvest today. Every farmer sows with expectancy that somehow one day they will reap. And here is the important part. When a farmer sows, he doesn't say, I'm going to reap tomorrow. He doesn't go back and remove the seed from the ground. But he waits.